happening right now somewhere on this planet. It's the story of a UFO that has landed and visitors from a galaxy light years away. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. What up? Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics from the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. This week, we'll be discussing the classic science fiction film, Laser Blast, starring... There's some people in this. Are there? There's some people? Yes. Physically, there is, in fact, people in this movie there are there are bizarre cameos of people you recognize but the main actors i'm not that familiar with their work i'll just say it that like that Mm, not familiar with their oeuvre with their oeuvre now aaron people don't know this we sat down last week and hammered out three straight movies in rapid succession and one of them, my wife even sat in and watched. And Briefly. She, bri- she watched <laughs> it and then she was just like deuces. I, I could not possibly stand to sit through another one of these things. So I'm not even sure which one she deuced out of. That must have been uh, the movie we're uh, discussing right now. <laughs> no, she, okay. We went to the theater with our sister Tara and saw Nope, which we'll be discussing soon enough. Uh, we got home and popped in the the Tubi app, which is always a mark of quality. And we watched Laser Blast with ads, the way God intended it. Uh, Becky, they are getting better. They are getting a little bit better with their random ad breaks, although it's still just one ad. Yes, yes, <laughs> over and over until you're hypnotized. Exactly. Yes. I think I have erectile dysfunction, Kevin. I think should I, I do now. Should I, should I discuss it with my doctor? <laughs> I was fine until I watched this ad 15 times. Now who knows what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Becky stayed and watched Laser Blast with us. When it was time to watch Mausoleum, she said deuces. And See, that was her mistake. She should have like quietly meditated until it was time for Mausoleum. <laughs> That's a sad situation. Aaron, <laughs> give us your 30-second synopsis of Laser Blast. Uh, turtle-like alien. It's like if you put a turtle head on a plucked chicken, aliens, fighting... I don't even know Jim Carrey in the mask and then they vaporize him. Meanwhile, seventies hippies out in Victorville stumble, stumble across uh, the weapon. And apparently it's like the precious, the more you have it, the more you have to use it until you, you transform and become in fact the goal. Meanwhile, the, the, the turkey people, the turkey turtle people, uh, can't figure they can they can master interstellar travel, but they can't quite figure out how to retrieve this weapon. Uh good wins out over uh evil? Is it evil? 
I don't know. Whatever. And the turkey, the turkey butt people fly home. Literally, they even have like the Pope's nose. If you know, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, now, had you ever even heard of this movie before? Never. I thought it was some kind of uh, like Buck Rogers ripoff. I okay. First of all, somebody on Twitter recommended this. As you, as you guys, know, I think you you should say their name. I think they should receive credit. They should receive it. credit, but I didn't take notes. If you're listening, Whoa! I appreciate all you do. Uh, <laughs> nameless stranger. Um, yeah. Every every Saturday, I'll I'll send out you know my smoke signals and I'll say, hey, we're always looking for movie suggestions. In all honesty, I'm just making conversation. Let's be honest. I'm not really expecting a whole lot of interaction, but I'll take it. Uh, came in with Laser Blast, which you had never heard of it. It had never. A, a little soft spot in my heart because I vaguely, vaguely remember when I was five uh, on a Saturday afternoon flipping channels. And you sure it seeing, wasn't Elvira or something? I think I think it was KTLA Saturday afternoon at the movies kind of situation where they just dump whatever was kind of, uh, you know, no uh, royalty uh, crap. They just throw whatever it on TV. Whatever was free. Whatever was whatever free. Whatever was free. And so I vaguely remember aspects of this. And part of you wonders, is this just a fever dream? Did I just have a nightmare and imagine this was something on TV? Oh, no. There's a little bit of 70s porn, yes. a little bit of confusion, and a little bit of sci-fi. Absolutely. It's it's a psycho circus. Shall we jump right in? Are you ready for this? I'm ready, my friend. What? Why don't you start first? What, what are your uh, notable notes of uh Well, first of blast? all, the, uh, the aliens pluck chickens with turtle heads. Right. And they speak like Beaker. They quack. Literally on the subtitles it says quacking. Aliens quacking. That's important to know. So ridiculous. But it is stop motion animation. And, you know, I have a special feeling for, you know, films with stop motion. I do. It's a lot of work, friends. So it already makes me laugh. I would rather have funky stop motion animation than shitty CGI. I agree. Where you where it's shitty, but you knew they spent tens of millions of dollars. They could have like cured famine in Africa, but they decided to just do some uh, shitty CGI instead. No, I agree. There, there's nothing worse than than lousy CGI. I'll take I'll take some campy claymation any day. At least it's amusing. You kind of laugh, but when you, you cringe at bad CGI, you feel amused by a shitty stop motion animation. I just appreciate there are multiple scenes of the crazy turtle aliens talking to each other talking to their fearless leader on the video screen. No subtitles. No. no. Sub- long speeches being given. It's like, okay, context clues. Thank, thanks for the help. It's one cut of the dead all over again. <laughs> Which in my version had subtitles. I want that uh, put into the record. Damn you, Tubi! Sweet Jesus. Uh, we have to talk about the main character whose name escapes me. But he, Kim. <laughs> well, that was the actor's name. Oh yeah, the actor's name. I'm looking it up. This is how we do on the show. The actor's name was Kim Milford, 
and he played Billy Duncan. Billy Duncan. Who? Blonde, feathered hair, bell-bottom jeans, no shirt for 90%. No shirt for so long that he literally, like from one scene to the next, goes from albino to I need to put some uh, solar cane on my chest and shoulders. Absolutely. I mean, literally seeing him gave me bizarro flashbacks, like 70s Palm Springs flashbacks of driving by the car wash. And that would be like the the fashion choice of the dudes working the car wash. Shirtless, jeans, like bell-bottom jeans, maybe a ponytail thrown in. Who's Dude, to say? Are you, are you sure you remember that? Because you were born in 75. So what part of the 70s are you remembering? This to- Are you not remembering maybe the TV, the movie car wash at the car wash? No. Talking about the car wash. Yeah, I think you might have morphed uh, dreams from fantasies. and. I have to tell you, I watched Car Wash <laughs> not that long ago <laughs> with Richard Pryor. And I was bowled over to discover that originally there were four Pointer Sisters. Did you know that? There were four Pointer Sisters. I have to say, I've never sat down and said, I wonder how many Pointy Sisters there are. Okay, not Pointy Sisters. (laughs) Circa the 80s, when they were singing Jump For My Love, they were singing, I need a man with a slow hand. And he's so shy. These were all big hits of the Pointer Sisters. At that point, there were only three Pointer Sisters. So, did they kill one? They ate one. Or did? Is it one of those things where they had to sacrifice one for their celebrity? It's something like that. It's a yeah. I, it's a, I, Pointer I, Sisters were not my jam back in the day, but they, it's fine. Like, it goes. It was direct to the supermarket music. So this has but, nothing to do with whatever. Anything. But we'd go on family trips. This is long after you'd you know flown the, the coop. When run to the, the hills. Run the younger Sibs. We go on family trips, and one of the CDs in the rotation were the Pointer Sisters' greatest hits. Well, so that's probably better than when Mom and Dad were going through their Gregorian chant music. If you remember that, <laughs> I do not remember. I keep waiting for the Sisters of Mercy song to go in with, and it was never that. <laughs> it was just Gregorian chants, and then this has got to be the twins. Then all of a sudden, our parents were all about Bob Marley. So like every party, uh, Bob and Dad are busting out No Woman, No Cry. You can't be. I'm like, it. what's happening? I'm like, we just got to, it, it, it used to be Big Chill in a loop, and then it became Legend in a loop. I also, uh, no one wants to listen to this, these little meows. Okay, back to the movie. I was about to extend Trust this. Me, this, is much, this is much more interesting than the movie. I think, th- first of all, which I forgot to mention. The movie's about 35 minutes long, but they realize that they can't release this to theaters at 35, and they're not going to get a special Academy Award for, uh, what do they call it, short feature. No, they're not. So they decided to boost it to eight, uh, to 85 minutes by just showing long random scenes of nothingness. Like cars, oh, like... A- He's driving somewhere and you see the entire drive. There's multiple the entire scenes of drive that. and from multiple angles. And then you see him drive all the way there and then turn around, drive all the way back. I was like, ain't that this exact same shot? Yes. They're just driving in the other direction. This yeah. is true. 
The, okay. Or there's a pool party, so they just set the camera up, and people are like kicking their feet, and we, and we watched the entire pool party where everybody is in some range of nine years old or thirty nine years old. <laughs> who the hell knows? Because it's like even Billy Duncan, who I guess is supposed to be high school age, Was could be forty. 30. Right? I mean, Th- he's. Yeah. He's his bizarre relationship with his mom. Mom's like packing the back of her car. She's like, oh, I got invited again to Acapulco. I'm out of here. He's like, mommy. And she's like, bro, it's like, aren't you 30 years old? No, at that opening scene, I turned to you. I said, I don't know if this is his mother or his lover. Right. Because it might be a 10 year gap. Oh, absolutely. But again, he calls her mommy. So maybe, is that just a term of endearment? Mommy. Some kind of sugar mama be, kind of situation? Be scared when you go acapulco. It was very sad. Take baby. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Now, he he runs to the desert just because he was pouting or throwing a, a fit or something. He's angry, so he drives his big old, his big old Chevy van through the yeah. middle of the desert. And that's when he discovers the laser gun that had been left there since the last crazy monster a dude uh, was killed by the aliens. We didn't even talk it, about that. Go ahead. Let me just ta- say that it is the exact same van as in si- uh, Silence of the Lambs. So you know what he's really <laughs> going out there to do. He's, he's got to dump gum. another body. Yeah. Oh, my God. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah. It's well, this was the thing in the 70s. You got to have a big old van, that's all part of the deal. With a a waterbed in the back, at least, right? Our uncle had one of those vans, and then the back was like all the way in the back. There were no seats until all the way in the back, and it was like a couch that would fold into a bed. And then I don't even think there was there a kitchen in there. No. Like a little wall to wall carpeting, wall to wall uh, shag. Shag. It is the seventies, and literally, <laughs> you might as well have a bumper sticker that says "Gas, grass, or ass." Nobody rides for free. Because this that van's was, a rocking. Don't come a knocking. Absolutely. That's how they did it in the set. Like everybody's rolling around. If, if somebody pulls you up for your date in their van, you know what the expectation is. This is the seventies. And he has no shirt on but puka shells, 100%. He had no shirt on, but at one point he puts on the shirt, but then never buttons it up. It is the 70s. I'm going to You got to see that, that smooth, smooth chest. Absolutely. Um, everybody in this town seemed like a moron, like developmentally oh, disabled. I mean, something was going on because they all seemed very simple-minded. So you think it's like a Manzanar, but for special needs. I wrote Village of the Imbeciles, and I underlined it. Because everybody, like, everybody. Isn't isn't that Adelante Victorville? Isn't that already there? That's how they do it. (laughs) That's how Um, it is. It's the mess. Well, and you've got got, uh, the two deputies who are sitting by the side of the road, smoking a J, and they chase Billy's van. Because I guess what he was speeding, he was going a little too fast, and they literally caused like a five car pileup, and it's played with like like clown music in the background, like this is a hilarious moment. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> this is how the they cops d- were too high they were. to pull over Billy. 
They were. That that should tell you something. Good Lord. Um, we talked ever so briefly about the pool party. This pool party was was nuts because there were little kids there and there were people who looked like there were 45 there. And at one point, a woman's just walking around topless. I'm like, what? Just can- one. <laughs> just one. You just know one. she's topless, but you actually don't see her boobuses except maybe a side boob. Yeah, you just see her from behind because she tries to throw a little something at Billy, evidently, and he's oblivious or uninterested. I don't know what the story is. He goes into the house and discovers his girlfriend about to be essentially raped by the town bully and the town geek who hang out together. Eugene from Greece is now like a voyeuristic rapist. Yes. It was, and it was like, what is, this party took a dark turn is basically what's happening. I mean, they're like about to hold her down, but luckily Billy finds her just in time, I guess. And she doesn't seem that concerned about it. She's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, really, I mean, it's clearly her fault. Yes. You know what what they say about like an unguarded swimming pool? It's uh, an attractive nuisance. Her very presence is an attractive nuisance. How can men not rape her? Exactly. So it's good that she apologized for, (laughs) for, for being so attractive. Well, he walks in and sees it start to go down. The bullies get pissed off at him. So he's fight, and again, they're fighting for about 10 minutes where it's a lot of like wrestling on the ground. Eugene's jumping on top of the pile. And, oh, oh yeah. No. Eugene runs from across the room and then just kind of leaps upon whoever's on top, right. rolls off and then does it again and again. Over and up. the villain is in those seventies, way too short shorts. Yes. And I will tell you a story that when I was in English class in high school, and this was probably 79 or 80, Somebody was wearing those shorts and they were a little loose and they were wearing nothing into it. And I got a full education just simply by turning my head to get a pencil. I was like, oh my God, the Serpente is loose. (laughs) Put that back in the cage. (laughs) Secure the hatch. It was like an inch beyond the cuff. I was like, what the hell? Ah! That's true. What? My uh, my eyes were raped. <laughs> Doctor, my eyes. Um, no, in the, you got to remember, it well into the eighties. Basketball players wore crazy short short basketball shorts. I don't know how what they had, didn't have to blur out half the camera every night on the on the hardwood. It's like they something's to, getting make exposed. some kind of an adjustment because you're jumping up and down. Something's gonna shake loose. Absolutely. <laughs> Good Lord. You shake a tree and apples going to fall down. <laughs> <laughs> it's been said many times. Oh, I hated those shorts. I had to wear those at Raymond Cree for PE. Yeah. There's, there's just no hope with knee socks. There was no hope at all. So we have to go back because at the beginning of the movie, it starts out with the some weird freak with the, the face, green face, Wearing a big old medallion around his chest with the laser blast, the, the big old laser gun. And he gets killed by the turtle people who fly down in their flying saucer, but then leave the laser gun behind for the next moron to discover. And then have to go back to retrieve it, which makes no sense. Why don't you just pick it up, turtle people? Turtle Why didn't chickens? you grab it the first freaking time? Now, there's no other preamble. We don't know how this first guy found it. 
Evidently, they just leave their stuff around. They leave their, they leave their. We don't uh, even know who the first guy was. No. I thought he was some, you know, a terrorist from their planet or something. Who knows? But the quality of makeup is amazing because uh, whatever, whenever you get possessed, it really just the makeup doesn't go beyond the jawline. It does not. <laughs> It involves white contacts and some like 1964 Star Trek makeup if it only was like you put a Jabberwocky mask on your head. That is correct. A Jabberwocky. (laughs) Um, I mean, when they'd close up on it and you'd see his crazy old face, I thought it looked very effective. Now when they'd pull back and you'd see his well-tanned neck and chest, totally normal human color. It's like, really? How about just throw a shirt on him then? If we're, if we're not going to put in that much effort, how about button up that shirt? No? They, they, they stole an outfit from uh, Logan Run, maybe the series, <laughs> and they found an old, some old facial apparatus, like I said, from old Star Trek or Star Trek ripoff. And they're like, we're going to make a movie about this. This is literally like if our family was not very creative and talented and just decided to invite a couple of our friends over, and just fil- film a movie out in Palm Springs. This is what this movie would be oh, there, if we were no less talented. If we, if we were less talented, exactly. <laughs> no, there's no question. You, you know, we grew up in Palm Springs. You would see these vast deserty areas. It looked, I mean, I guess it wasn't filmed there, but it could have been. It very could easily could have been. There, there's totally certain areas, but there's certain areas I totally recognize as being like out in the Mojave Desert. But I, I went on the forums and some people thought it was more towards like Victorville. Like they wanted to drive out of L.A., but not too far. <laughs> you don't mean Victorville. You mean like Palmdale or uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, I think somebody on the forum. Lancaster. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Santa no, Lancaster's high desert. I mean, at one point, it was the salt flat out, out there by in the Mojave. Oh, no question. No question. Um, he So Billy is wearing, because you to use the, the laser gun, you have to wear the crazy medallion. And as he uses it, first he gets a little red mark on his chest, and then he gets like a big old crazy sore with... Some kind of metal disc in it. The scab becomes metal. That's and correct. let let's let's describe it. The giant necklace, which didn't fit over his head, because you see it on top of his head. Right. They have to cut away. Smash cut. And now, yes. and now it's on his neck. It's like purple testicles. <laughs> and nuts. the little the the rocket ship is literally looks like one of those uh, water water cannons. But then you have to add one of those drier uh, tubing. So you yes. can cram your whole arm up there. There's your costume. That was, <laughs> it was, yes, it was, it was very elaborate, very advanced. You better believe it. Um, <laughs> the finest that extraterrestrial turkey chickens can come up with. His, so the dude's girlfriend, who looks like she is 14, I don't know what the, the situation is, she finally insists that he goes to the doctor to deal with that sore and that's forming in the middle of his chest. And his doctor is none other than Roddy McDowell, who... Oh my God. How much did they pay Roddy for this five seconds of work? Five, I think he was like second build in the movie. He pops up. Your English doctor here in the the middle of the high desert in needles or something. 
Now he's in needles. Uh, this is all very interesting to anyone who lives in Southern California. Exactly. <laughs> Up there in Zizix, he uh, appears on I the went scene. To, I went to Zizix, by the way, just FYI. Zizix, is, you kids, is on the way to Las Vegas. Uh, it's an agricultural center. It's a university controls it. It's not much there anymore. Yeah. It's a sad situation. You're saying it's not like the road warrior out there at uh, Zizix, or is it? Dude, you you take one turn out of any of that desert area, it's all hills of eyes, road warrior. You're on your own. Oh, no. Qu- the craziest there's no, thing. There's no cell service. No. So they're, they're, I'm sure they don't use money out there. So you're <laughs> going to have to barter with what you got. And sometimes all you got is your body. That you have to barter just to... You got a pretty mouth there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you take your life into your own hands when you drive through there. Very sad. <laughs> um, but he's... So he's... We're, we're going to get sued by various unincorporated areas of California and Nevada. The, the sad deserts. Yes. Um, <laughs> Roddy McDowell scoops the metal thing out of his sore... <laughs> doesn't really bat an eye about it too much. He throws a like squirts a little bactine in there, calls it a day, basically. But he's like, I was I- hoping. I thought there was gonna be a whole like Doctor Pimple Popper where they're gonna get in there, put a little pressure, and there was gonna be a fountain or something. <laughs> Just something, right? Not yeah. not too bad of it. Under underwhelming, you might say. And it didn't really make him wear shirts much. You know, you think his big old gross jagged oozing wound on your chest maybe you know a couple more buttons on that shirt no a big old stanky metallic scab nah not so much nah so really after billy starts wearing this thing there isn't kind of a gradual build-up you know what i mean because he's he is basically a cipher like we don't know what his motivations are like lewis cipher like lewis cipher (laughs) We don't know anything about him. We don't know what he's interested in. And it's just no, suddenly... He's interested in 1980s Playgirl magazine because that's where it looks like he just rolled out of. <laughs> that is the look he was cultivating. No <laughs> question. He, so, but when he st- puts it on, it's like it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing is basically what's right. occurring. It's like almost the next scene we see him and he's got a crazy green face and he blows up the crazy rapist car with no one in it. Just destroys the car, standing right. up on I a mean, ledge. He's not really killing people. No. At first. At first. At first. He blows up the rapist car, attempted rapist. Um, but the next time we see him, Roddy McDowell is taking the sample 12 hours away or something ridiculous. Oh yes. There's no <laughs> there's no main hospital. There's no laboratories. There's nothing he could do. He's oh my God. They couldn't wait for the Wells Fargo stagecoach to come by and pass it off or the Pony Express. Couldn't do it. <laughs> He's got to do it himself. And that's when we see Billy again, who blows up and kills Roddy McDowell five minutes after he appeared on the scene. Because the scab is growing. It's extraterrestrial growing scab. Where is that scab now? Is it still growing? There's no explanation. Somehow, again, he blows up the car with the sample, but somehow the sample appears anyway. Meanwhile, you have a strange investigator 
Talia Shire's husband from The Godfather. Yep. So somehow the mafia is involved. The mafia is clearly interested in this the UFOs, the the weaponry. We don't know why. As as all things aliens, nothing's ever explained. The aliens never sit down and go, "Now let me tell you why we're here." Now they, they don't. They never do that. Well, we didn't. We have. There's no explanation why the government knows anything about it. It's just suddenly uh, Carlo Rizzi with his Bill Bixby hairstyle shows up on the scene, and it's just. And he doesn't give any information. He's just oh. like, here I am. Hang he looks fantastic. Guys. He looks like he stepped right out of a 1970s Sears catalog. He did, but again, he doesn't. There's no. Is there a scene where he's like meeting with the government officials like, oh, no. we've discovered this or, you know, our radar picked up something? There's no explanation. He shows up. He asks questions. He seems to have prior knowledge, which he doesn't share. And then he goes away. And then he goes away. So uh, the, the people who could give us some information, the, the shadowy government type who comes alone uh, and the aliens who speak <laughs> only in quacks and chirps. Without subtitles. So we don't know yeah. what the heck's going on. It was as if Gumby and Pokey were invading our planet. That's the quality of UFO biz going on here. That is correct. Now, after killing the kindly doctor, Billy, you know, zombified Billy shows up and kills the police officers, the two uh, deputies, one of which goes into the outhouse to take it to take a dump and he gets blasted and evidently it's filled full of TNT and dynamite because it goes up with a mushroom cloud. Boom. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, his giant wrist rocket, whatever it is, whether it's a tumbleweed or an outhouse, it causes like a mushroom cloud. <laughs> Everything. At one point later in the movie, he goes on a rampage through just an alley. Uh, an alley that seemingly there's nobody there. There's like storefronts. There's like a mailbox. Nobody's around. He's just shooting things. He shoots a mailbox and it clearly is made out of wood. How many oh, yeah. wood, wooden mailboxes? Again, blows up like he tossed a grenade under it. And literally by the end of the movie, nothing makes any sense. Now we're clearly at one of those old Warner Brothers sets. I think the, the Gilmore Girls was a foot away. Yep. And he's just blowing up random shit. Just blow a mailbox, a newsstand, and there's no people around. This is supposed to be a city. Uh, it's like that Twilight Zone when the couple wakes up with a hangover yep. and everything is empty, and then they realize they're in a dollhouse. But uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it, it made no sense. And the other thing is, it's I guess we're led to believe it's like the precious, it's the precious, right? So, so when he takes it off, he's all normal again. But then he's compelled to put it all back on. Well, we never see him put it on and we never see him take it off. We see him not wearing it. And he has those scenes talking to his girlfriend. That's because he can't get it around his neck. That's right. They, they didn't take that into consideration when they made the weird choker. Well, and there's never moments where he's just like, kind of like, oh, I can feel the call, you know, the thing calling to me. I, I, I got to resist. There's none of those moments. It's like he wakes up and then he's like, Barrr. right. He's either the, the normal-ish dude or crazy monster with the laser blaster. Never the twain show me. It might as well be right. two different characters. 
I think he was trying to kill his girlfriend at one point. He was. So you just get the crazies and you just want to blow shit up. So it's like the NRA. It's the, it is exactly like the NRA. <laughs> we have to talk about the kindly hippie that pulls that picks him up, even though he's totally all crazy and, and zombified with teeth and everything. He, they're rolling along. Again, I mean, I guess this movie was released in the later 70s, but it was clearly filmed in the earlier 70s. Oof. So he was wearing like a weird hat and doing his, smoking a J, listening to some psychedelic yeah. music. A kind of a Jesus freak, and then you think he's peace of love, then he starts talking his jibba jab, then you know there's a screw loose. But then he takes the laser blaster and shoots him. He's driving the freaking truck. <laughs> Never a good shooting move. with a rocket that causes a mushroom cloud. You're shooting the driver who's a foot away from you. Yes. Luckily for him, it just causes uh, the door to fly off and, and the hippie goes bye-bye. And then magically, you see him now driving with no door. <laughs> well, the, I mean, is it like a bench seat? Can he just slide right over and then grab the wheel? I don't know. Who's to say? Yeah, I, it's got to be a bench seat, They're not the bucket seats. That's when you knew he that. was a bad guy, by the way, when he killed the, the kindly... Uh, so he's like... <laughs> When I look at him, I think he's like the dude who sang Spirit in the Sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's Spirit there? I can't in, the in the sky. I hope he's so rich. I hope he's so rich with this one song. Hey, do what you got to do. Um, I think that's it. And the he aliens. was Jewish. He was Jewish. Right. It's like Norman Murray Greenbaum or something like that. Something like that. Uh, if you know the answer of who sang Spirit in the Sky, we'd love it. Keep it to yourself. Tell, tell Kevin on the Twitski. Please do so. Any last thoughts and feelings before we move on with our lives? Oh my God. Is this like a 20 minute podcast? No, we're, we're at 34. What, what happened to behind the scenes? I'm not saying we're done with the whole episode. I'm saying oh! I'm done with the notes. Oh, I haven't even looked at my notes. <laughs> That's a sign of quality. Oh yeah. Well, at one point the girlfriend puts the necklace on his chest and, and that snaps him right into the crazies. Right. She... Just having the, the, the testicle necklace on his metal scab, wakens the beast. He had a sore, and she picks up his medallion and puts the medallion right into the sore. That's not a good move. That's not good. Rub it in, rub it in. Rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got? Uh, like Show I me. said, it's it's th we've actually now talked longer than uh, the actual story of the movie. That's Everything important. we do now is just uh, just long shots of driving or people sitting in a pool floating around. That's all you need. Because there or are just shots of the desert in the background for hours. There are multiple scenes where they're just like, we've got to kill time. We've it's got the to direct. It's the director's cut of Blade Runner with no voiceover and just long scenes of like future L.A. Absolutely. Hours. That's all except, not, <laughs> except not that interesting. Four hours. Four hours of Victorville. Shall we talk <laughs> about behind the scenes? Please. According to producer Charles Band, who you know went on to do Full Moon Entertainment. Uh, you know I love the Full Moon, Subspecies, Demonic Toys. All the goes on and on and on. Puppet Master. Puppet Ma I love the Puppet Master. Um, Why have you not allowed me to do any Puppet Master movies? We're not doing that. Well, we might. We might do the first one. 
They're abusing yeah, That's all. That's as far as you need to go. He said that the movie was filmed over three weekends for basically no money. Shocking. right. No. Shocking. Not at all. It's all filmed in out in the desert, so no one would notice, so they didn't have to have permits, and in people's backyards. 100%. Absolutely. Um, there's a scene where they're driving by and the possessed Billy reaches out with his laser blaster and blows up a billboard for Star Wars. I did see that. And it wasn't like it was a billboard for Star Wars. It was like a shitty piece of balsam wood that someone had written Star Wars on. That is correct. That is correct. This is the film debut of Eddie Deason, who is more famously known as Eugene from Greece. Yeah, Greece is the word. Grease is the word that you heard. Um, let's see. The stop motion alien models were designed by David Allen and John Berg. Took two people to to make a chicken, huh? Absolutely. It was, I mean, this, people who talk about this movie talk about the stop motion as being the highlight of the movie. I would agree. The Spanish title of this film is El Rayo Destructor del Planeta Desconocido. Which means the destructive ray being of, of the unknown planet. Okay. Well, okay. Of the turkey planet. That's right. <laughs> Keenan Wynn, who played oh, uh, the crazy... We, we skipped right over that. That yeah. was just nonsense. We didn't even talk about him. He played uh, the girlfriend's senile <laughs> grandfather who was wearing apparently like doctor scrubs and then he just throw on a crazy old general's coat on top of it. Not sure and it was count. immaculate, so that didn't even make any sense. It was like clearly right out of the, uh, the wardrobe department. His scenes yeah. were shot in one day. <laughs> you, you know, all I kept thinking of is this is like Edward with Bella Lugosi. They're like, I got Keenan Wynn. He's gonna come in for forty-five minutes. Exactly. Uh, Sean Cassidy was originally expected to play uh, the main character. I, I would have uh, loved to have seen that. I would have loved that. Well, and clearly they tried to style the, this dude, Kim Milford's hair, to be like he was faux Sean Cassidy. Yeah, that so. didn't work out. No. Very no. sad. Um, the Laser Blast gun sold at auction in December 2003 for $3,750. $3, Overpriced. <laughs> I, I thought it said three million. I'm like, what? No. You're like, what? Three thousand. Three thousand. Um, let's see. I think that's about all we need that to know. That was probably the reserve. Yeah, good times. Oh, Star Kill Milford was a singer in the Jeff Beck group and also performed in the first first concert tour of Jesus Christ Superstar. So I love go. Jesus Christ Superstar. Can you tell me all the songs that were number one in the Jeff Beck group? Jesus Christ. That's, that is not Jeff Beck. Do you know? No, that's what I'm saying. Who the f cares? I mean, I've heard of Jeff Beck, but so, I'm, there not, you go. I'm not humming a tune. Uh, he died tragically at age 37 after Jeff a heart Beck? failure. No, the Kim Milford, the lead uh, of uh, Laser Blast. Cocaine? I just heart failure from open heart surgery. Oh. Damn you. And Why does he have an open heart surgery at 37? He had a rotten heart. I don't know. I this guess. is the only movie directed by Michael Ray. You know him, don't you? Very and, sad and what, what did he go on to do after that? Uh, let's see. Uh, he acted in Laser Blast. He was the police officer with the M16, uncredited. 
Uncredited. There you go. Uh, he just disappeared. Yeah. He produced Sinner's Blood in 1969. Oh, yeah. You know it, don't you? That's how he raised the money to shoot for 15 minutes for this. That's that's all you need. Let's talk about the cast. <laughs> We're so sassy frassy. Very sad. Kim Milford played Billy Duncan. He was in Laser Blast. He was in uh-huh. an episode of Mannix. He was in God. something called Chow Manhattan. He was in something called Nightmare at Noon. There you go. All st- I've never heard movies. of any of this, my friend. Never. Cheryl heard. Smith played Kathy, the girlfriend. She also died at age 47 uh, from complications from hepatitis. Good Lord. Mm. Maybe true. they were simultaneously shooting a porn. Like we wrapped because it only took 15 minutes, but we still got the cameras. She was born as art now. <laughs> pretty much. She was famous for being in a number of B pictures, including mm-hmm. this 1977 Cinderella. I'm not even going to ask what that is. No. Uh, Lamora, A Child's Tale of the Supernatural. Up in Smoke. She was in that Cheech and Chong movie. Hey, as who is she in Cheech and Chong? Laughing girl, Lady. Laughing Lady Girl, number three. That's it. She was in The Incredible Melting Man. There you go. Oh, I saw that. Let's see. Uh, Tony Craig, the government official, was played by Gianni Russo. We talked about he's how he's the key... biggest star. He's the biggest star. Well, he was the most recent uh, actor who was uh, had been in something. Let's just say it that way. He was Carlo in The Godfather. That was Tony Shire's husband something. who gets beaten up by uh, uh, James Caan. R.I.P. By the way, R.I.P. Sonny Corleone. Don't now if you're involved by marriage to the mafia yep. wouldn't it just occur to you to think you got to be on your tippy toes Absolutely. that would be the last person you want to put hands on don't do when it. it's all brothers and they're all connected don't do it don't do Oosh. it uh johnny russo was in the super mario brothers movie yeah he was in rush hour two he was also in godfather uh two in kind of a flashback sequence. Because I think you say think biggest star. Uh, let's see. The sheriff was Ron Masick. You know him from Murder She Wrote, <laughs> Ice Station Zebra, Tora, 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 Harper Valley PTA. Uh huh. There you go. I saw Harper Valley PTA. Uh, Dennis Berkeley played Deputy Chief Unger. He's been in a ton of stuff, this guy. Yeah, he was in Hollywood Homicide, Stop My Mom Will Shoot. He was in Tin Cup. He was in the Doors movie. We talked about how he was he, on. He was always like bully number three or something. It's right. not like it's not like he was, uh, you know, supporting cast. No, he. I mean, he was never the star, but he always had lines. He wasn't like an right. extra. Right. Um, we talked about how on Sanford and Son, when the actor who played Lamont was just like, "I'm done with doing Sanford and Son," they brought him in to become uh, Sanford's like new roommate for something for like a season or two before it got canceled. So go back and watch it. So they move in some dude who looks like Duck Dynasty into Fred Sanford's. Fred Sanford, yes. And then it didn't go well. That's a surprise. Did not go well. Eddie Deason played Froggy, the bully sidekick. Poor Eddie Deason. You know him from War Games, Grease, The Polar Express, and Grease 2. I guess he's the one with the most recent credits. Absolutely. You love him because he was also in 1941. As the weird guy oh. on the Ferris wheel with the uh, uh, ventriloquist dummy. 
Oh my God, I just watched Polar Express this weekend. So you are 100% his voice is exactly the same. He's still around. He's still doing he his is. thing. He is. Keenan Wynn. Voice. Keenan Wynn played He's Colonel Farley. R.I.P. Yeah, he died in 1986 at age 70. He was in uh, Dr. Strangelove as Colonel Bat Guano. He was in <laughs> Annie Get Your Gun. He was in Song of the Thin Man. He was in Point Blank with uh, Lee Marvin. Roddy McDowell was Dr. Mellon. You know him, or you should know him, from Friday Night. Cleopatra, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. He was in was gonna say with uh, Kurt Russell. and uh, Yes, he played Obi-Wan. their servant, their butler or something. That's right, Andrew, their butler. I think that's all we need to know. Should we talk about the rating? Well, let's go, Brother Bear. Prepare yourself on Rotten Tomatoes Laser Blast. Does not have a rating. It only has four reviews. So let's let's take a look. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to open that door. <laughs> just just out of curiosity. Sake. How does it have no ratings? It has no oh, rating. Not God. enough people have reviewed it. Uh, let's see. Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Crazed, you know it, don't you? Says the worst of the worst before Charles Band began getting creative and fun. So there you go. E-film critic Scott Weinberg gave it two out of five. Michael Zamansky of zaptoit.com gave it zero out of five. <laughs> and Robert Roten of the Laramie Movie Scope gave it two out of five. Now, you may think, what? Those all sound like lousy reviews. The audience surely loved it. You'd be mistaken. 14% from the audience. <laughs> yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I would say, honestly, my review is more like uh, a 0.25 out of five laser blast to my own eyes if I ever have to watch this again. It's not even bad enough to be funny. It's just, you're just like, what the hell? I don't think it's as bad as all that. I will give it. I swear, if you give it a three, I'll give you a punch in the neck. No, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it two out of five. Uh, topless, underage bikini b- birthday swim parties. She was you as guys... old as Stalker Channing in Greece. Get out of here. She was as old as Stalker Channing now. No, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's a sad situation. I thought it was actually. There were moments I found very funny. Overall, it's too long at 82 minutes, which is a sad situation. And there are definitely parts where you're just like, let's speed this up a little bit. And of course, the plot is nonsensical. There was at no point did I make a guffaw. Did I go, ha? No. (laughs) You weren't rolling on the floor laughing? I was sitting right next to you. Did did you even hear a ha? Not me. I don't know if that was a hiccup or what was happening, but I thought it was... It had amusing moments. It's not like I've watched movies that are worse than this, at least in terms of entertainment value, but make no mistake. This is not a good one. So I don't want to defend it, but I don't think and it's yet, a five on the, on the and yet, scale. I mean, if this is what it took to bring us the rest of the full moon entertainment stable, then that's fine. And it's worth it. Is what you're but, saying. If, but if this isn't the thing that bankrolled everything else, then they need to. I, I'm not one for burning books and stuff, but <laughs> we might want to start with this mind. movie. This might take, 
hold a magnet over the last VHS copy of this, uh, oh. whatever it takes. Very sad situation. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at TPodcast, TWDie. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Aaron, are we on the Insta? What's going on? We are on the Insta. We are, in fact, the podcast that wouldn't die. On Instagram, we finally reached 1,000 people. Woohoo! 9,000 more to go to monetize this bitch. <laughs> A drop in the well, right? <laughs> there you go. Good times. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. Make sure you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Make sure you like, share, review, and rant, if you will. Aaron, are you on social media? I hadn't heard. I am so social and so media. Although I had to listen to a bunch of my friends. We're all jibber-jabbing. We're on Facebook. Oh, I'm free now. I was like, so boring. <laughs> just just be off of Facebook. Do we have to talk like... I, I mean, maybe everyone's a crackhead for Facebook. I, I, I kind of missed that, but... Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I am, in fact, the cult of Aaron. You can uh, see something you like? I'll sell it to you. Uh, I am also on the Insta at Don't Feed the Pigeon. I am on Artsy, Aaron Doherty, Instant Dreams Gallery. I am on First Dibs, Aaron Doherty. Beautiful. Buy stuff. Buy, Buy stuff. stuff. If you're lucky, there may be pictures of me available. So that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year long. It's true. Wouldn't you like a picture of my boy? My boyfriend. What? <laughs> we are brother and sister. I want to reiterate that fact. That's <sighs> weird. Wouldn't you like a picture of my brother? And then you could pretend he is your boyfriend as a cowboy. Absolutely. Good times. So, next week, we'll be discussing the new classic, Jordan Peele's latest opus, Nope, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Michael Wincott. It's an all-star. Keith David, all-star cast. Sadly, you will have to get off your grizzly behind and go to the theater because it's not available anywhere else. I and would recommend you see it at the theater. And don't forget, Glenn from The Walking Dead resurrected Steven after the Ewan, terrible well. uh, head cracking from Negan. Spoiler the thing alert. that made me stop watching The Walking Dead. And as a special guest, our old friend and sibling Tara will be on that episode as well. So you have that to look forward to. So... Send in your favorite scenes, questions, comments, and we may talk about it on the show. So. Uh, teaser. Teaser, teaser. Monkey eating lips. That's all I have to say. Spoiler. So thank you very much. 